This is the SBFL Podcast. Welcome into episode one of the SBFL Podcast, and we are going to dive into some actual fantasy football content today. Shane, tell them about it. All right. Episode one, we're doing quarterbacks today. Talk a little bit of quarterback auction, uh, years past, what's coming up. Uh, we'll talk a little bit about Mike's rankings, and of course, we'll have trivia time. Um, so that's going to be the, the episode one tonight. And not only that, well, we are starting with quarterbacks because this is the most intriguing position in a super flex. We are also welcomed by Brian Ferrer, proud owner of the Altamont Fire and the newest owner in SBFL. Welcome, Brian. Hey, thanks for having me. Feel the burn and the heat, baby. Bringing the fire this year. That's the official team slogan, feel the burn? It's definitely up there for one of the, the options. We'll roll with it for now. I like it. And and I, I do like the team name as well. You have a great emoji. Because on Sundays, those chats fill up with emojis every time your players score a touchdown. And you, you definitely have a great emoji. It's important to have. Awesome. Yep. Love it. And I think it makes sense, you know, being here in Florida. It's... It's hot and hotter, so having the fire and feeling the burn, it's just going to be awesome this year. And provide you a great home field advantage. Good point. I know I, I know. Ira's ass isn't going to want to drive down there and sweat. <laughs> yeah, especially during uh, Corona with the lack of fans, so we could certainly use the heat. <laughs> well, Shane, I got – before we jump into quarterbacks, I do have a trivia time. Do you want it right now? All right, let's drop into trivia time. Trivia time. Just like last week, I'm going to provide some content. Okay. In 2019, 35 quarterbacks were picked. 35. Mm -hmm. How many were picked in 2018? In 2018. Now, the big difference here is in 2018, we only had 10 owners. We did expand the league. 2019 to 12 owners. Right. 2017 was our first year with two quarterbacks, Superflex, whatever you want to call it. Superflex, yes. technically. And I think we were still adjusting. Yep. And I think that was the lowest of the three. Yep. And last year is obviously the highest. I'm going to say it's about 20, well, it's 10 of us. I'll say it's 28. You're very close. Did you know, did you do any research on 2018? Uh, I mean, I, I looked at it. I didn't run numbers. It was 27. It was, it was uh, 27. so an average of 2.7 per owner. I was kind of figured almost everyone took three. Yep. And then, you know, last year was crazy because we did have 35 picked. 35. Yeah. You, I mean, pretty ridiculous to go three deep into backups when you got, you know, the chosen Josh Rosen getting tossed out there. I guess that's how you get up to 35 real quick. John, uh, John Snow taking five quarterbacks is just asinine. Yeah, one guy taking five does get you to 35. And so Josh Rosen and Ryan Fitzpatrick were one pair of quarterbacks from the same team. I know Brian was not in the league last year, but he is a football guy. And this is a bonus trivia time. You don't even have to play the jingle. Okay. Bonus trivia time for Brian. Do you think you could name the other two teams that had um, two NFL teams? that had two quarterbacks take. So the Dolphins were one with Josh Rosen and Ryan Fitzpatrick. So think back last August, who was going in, who, who, what other two teams had two quarterbacks taken? 
Well, I did a little bit of research going into tonight's podcast. Good. So with that said, I know one of the answers. And that is the Cleveland Browns. No, that's not one of the answers. Case Keenum. He was a Redskin. Redskin. Oh, oh, I apologize. Yeah, he was a Redskin, oh. yep. Oh, he's on the Browns now, right? Yes, that like, he was a ah, so that's where. Here, uh, with Dwayne Haskins, both of those guys were taken. But at least you did your research. You knew Case Keenum. Yeah, because I, I was <laughs> going to bring up the fact that of the apparently 35 QBs that went, mm-hmm. how does your boy Tannehill slip through the cracks? I know. He, <laughs> and when we were kind of prepping this show and we discovered it was 35 last year, I was like, well, Tannehill and Mariota had to be one of the pairs. But it wasn't. Tannehill was not taken. He was not even mentioned. Crazy. And Mariota was only a buck, so nobody had faith in him anyway. Right. He was the last quarterback, too, (laughs) and he was going to be a starter. Yeah. Yeah. You got access? Do you have access to all the auctions or just last year? Or how much access you got on Yahoo? I should have. I have access to everything. Oh, okay. I wasn't sure. That's good. You should have access to everything. Put you now, do you, how many do you think are going to be taken this year? Because you know you got. Now hold on, we got to put a bow oh. on this because we haven't okay. named the third team. Oh, oh yeah, sorry. yeah, true. So, do you remember it, Shane? Yeah. Go ahead. Danny Dimes. That's right, Danny Dimes uh, and Eli. And Eli is famous because he joined the Pizza Rats as the only quarterback in New York City last year. But Danny. So, with your, with yeah. your- 35 quarterbacks last year. How many are you thinking this year? You know, there's not that many QB battles because Joe Burrow is going to be the quarterback in Cincy. So you've got, I don't even know what, you know, the Chargers. And that's about it. I don't know who else. The Bears. You the Bears. Yeah. Trubisky. Uh, the Tua. Raiders. You could, you could, the Raiders with Carr and Mariota. But I think we'll be, I think we'll level back down to just taking 32 starters. Well, at 33, because you're going to force Tua in there. We all know that. Oh, happening. Tua's getting taken, yeah. So, yeah. So, <laughs> 33 is my guess. 30. His name will be on the board. There's no doubt about it. What, uh, what are you thinking Lamar Jackson's going to go for? I believe our quarterback record of all time, Frank took uh, Aaron Rodgers for $47. Do you think we're going to touch that? What year did he do that? I think that was 2017. Okay, so the first, first year of, of 47. Holy shit. Yeah, 47 to the Pittsburgh Feelers. Backed up by 45, Tom Brady for Matt, 41 for Drew Brees. We uh we didn't hit the 40s last year, but uh, I think Lamar might get there this year. I I think he might too. I know Brian's never been in the auction, but would you pay $40 for Lamar Jackson? I was leaning more towards Mahomes over Lamar. Um but with the four points of TD, so you got to kind of factor in all those extra rushing yards Lamar's going to get. I think it's there's a quarterback that will definitely go for 40. That'd be my opinion. I think that people are slowly catching on to running quarterbacks are just so so much more elite. You know, that's what that's what the space farts have been doing the last two years. John Snow loves a good running quarterback. John Snow's obviously been hot the last few years. So I think the running quarterbacks. And that means Lamar Jackson are going to be the wild bidding wars that, you know, I mean, here's a, here's a little fun factor trivia question back at you. You would just take Lamar Jackson's rushing, you know, take away all his passing stats. What running back would he have finished at last year in our league? Now, keep in mind, he doesn't catch any balls, 
So all the other running backs have that leg up on him. But what running back do you think he was? Is this another bonus trivia question? It is a bonus trivia. I just did. The, I was just messing around while looking at Yahoo. It's uh, not that fun of an answer, but it's still impressive. Well, you had what? 1,100 rushing yards? I think it was 12 and like seven touchdowns. Jeez. And I gave him one fumble. He had two fumbles all year, so I split it in half. Said so one was passing, one was rushing. So minus two for that. I, I don't even have a really – I don't think I have a good guess. Do you, Brad? I mean, top 20. Close. I mean, Running back 24. So he was a, an RB2 without catching a single ball. And without and without any of his – well, I guess you wouldn't have a passing stat with a running back, but just right. from a standpoint of – That's pretty incredible. So when you draft Lamar Jackson, you basically get, get two players. Yeah, so $40 might easily be eclipsed. <laughs> If if I actually think both of them will go over forty, who is the third quarterback? I think it's Kyler, but but we do have Anthony in the the league. Big Cowboys fan loves to get his Cowboys each and every year. So there's just one other person, and I feel like Stockwell might have mentioned him earlier in the offseason. But there's at least one other person that loves Dak. We might have a little mini uh, Dak war that. That could bump him up over the third. Personally, I'd take probably Kyler Murray if I was doing it. Because of the rushing? Yes. I mean, obviously, Dak gets the rushing too, but, you know, Kyler Murray just got DeAndre Hopkins. That's bigger addition than CD. That is true. That is true. It's a pretty solid tier. You know, you obviously got Mahomes and Lamar, but then you've got, you know, Watson, Kyler, Dak. Russell Wilson is probably the next four. That's, That's who you're picking from. Can't really fault any of them. I got another question for you, though. Okay, a lot of questions. This isn't a trivia question. This is just, I'm curious. Do you think anyone's going to try the unthinkable and get Mahomes and Lamar Jackson? I'll tell you what, you're guaranteed to not be sticker bitch if you do that. The rest of your team, you know, Matt went out of last year, spent, I think, probably $1 on Eli Manning only yeah, in the two-quarterback league. Yeah. And the rest of his team was stacked. You're doing the complete opposite where you're just basically guaranteeing you're not finishing last, but are you going to win? I don't know. I mean, maybe if Lamar does that again, maybe it's tough to lose with Lamar Jackson, right? KJ. (laughs) I mean, not only did he lose with Lamar Jackson, but he also had Christian McCaffrey. So he had two guys score over 400 points and did not win. Not even win a playoff game. Never mind win the league. He didn't even get out of the, well, he had the first round by, but he didn't get he didn't win his one playoff game. Right. Do you think anybody's um gonna go for a Taysom Hill or Jalen Hurts? Now, Jalen Hurts got that could be used like Taysom Hill, but he's obviously got the bonus that Carson Wentz will be hurt at some point during the year. Gonna slide into that starting role. <laughs> think anybody does it? No, I don't think either one of those guys gets taken. Yeah, I wouldn't either. All right. Any other quarterback thoughts? Yeah, I, I actually, I am interested in the rookies, the three rookies. And I think they're three different. They're three very different rookies. Cause obviously Joe Burrow is more of a pocket guy. He can run. I'm not saying he can't run at all, but he's more of a pocket. Guy and he obviously has the starting job. Then you have a guy like Herbert who is definitely a pocket guy, but has to beat out a running quarterback in Tyrod. And then down in Miami, you have Tua, who, you know, is probably the most accurate quarterback I've ever seen. 
and he has to beat out the old, you know, the old guy in charge, Fitzy. I just, I feel like this is a really weird rookie class from, you know, guaranteed job to running guy to a pad. Give me, I actually, I'm, I'm very interested in Brian's thoughts on the three rookies and, and how you view them in a super flex. Well, obviously I feel like they're all going to be taken come draft day. Just be a matter of how much more expensive does Burrow go compared to Tua and Herbert? Good point. And I think that could be uh, based off of your love for Tua, and that could be a little <laughs> skewed one way or the other. Uh, but I would certainly bid on all three of them and be happy with having Tua or Herbert as a probably QB three. Obviously, you don't want to have them as your QB two going into the year. Uh, but I mean, I think it's Burrow, Herbert, and Tua in that order, just because we know Tyrod Taylor, we know Fitzmagic. You gotta assume Taylor loses the job before Fitz does. Do you think no training camp, no preseason? That's gonna slow him down a bit, though. You know, I think that I think the no training camp hurts Tua. I don't think it hurts Herbert. And the reason I say that is because I think Patrick is more as the Dolphins starter, whereas I don't know how much of a stranglehold Tyrod has at the Charger, you know, in the Charger huddle. Yeah, it kind of feels like the Dolphins might, you know, they've been building for so long, what's another few weeks or another season to wait on their quarterback when the Chargers are just going to throw shit at the wall and hope something sticks. And that might be That's true, too. The Chargers are known for their injuries, them and the Eagles for some reason. <laughs> yeah, and, and to his injuries is kind of intriguing. I know we're talking about the rookies, but I'm very curious looking back at last year's results, seeing guys like Fitzmagic go for a dollar. I mean, hell, we already mentioned Mariota was the starting quarterback going into last season, and he was the fifth Q or the 35th QB off the board and went for a dollar. So going into this, Brand Spanking Newton, never done this before. Can I just overpay or make sure I get my Mahomes Lamar? Dak, Kyler guy, and then just scoop up someone for a dollar, and there's my two QBs. You could. It's very confusing. It, it'll catch you off guard, and that's why I believe you came in ranked 10. Right, because there is so much question. I mean, because you really don't – I mean, you know, but you don't know. But I don't know if that's untrue for others as well. Like, I don't really know what I'm doing at quarterback. Of the four positions, I quarterback, I have – I don't really have a plan. I'm not afraid of giving away any information on this podcast that our league listens to because I don't even know what I'm doing yet. Right. I've flip-flopped on so many guys that what I say now, I could not believe tomorrow possibly. But, you know, it's just so much unknown when you go into the draft that it seems like half our league really values and possibly overvalues quarterbacks and the rest just laugh at the other half. And so that's why we've got this huge you know, dichotomy between the top guys going for upwards of 40. And then you got, you know, seven guys that went for a buck. So it's it's really very differing strategies. And it came out last year when Matt, you know, spent a buck on Eli Manning and only Eli Manning and won the championship. And, and how much do you think that fact alone, the fact that our league champion walked out of last year's auction with Eli Manning for a dollar and only Eli, no backup, no, you know, no QB2, no QB, nobody else. They spent $1 on Eli. 
How much does that affect what other people are going to do this year? I mean, it's got to affect it. But at the same time, KJ spent, you know, 30 on Lamar Jackson, which at the time was like a big bidding, a big bidding war. And look where that got him. He was leading the league in points. So, you know, you can look at either side. But Matt's, Matt's is a lot more fun to think about where you got all this extra money to drop on running backs and stuff. The Lady Boys put 28 on Baker. <laughs> yeah. Are you it's, shocked that the owner of the Lady Boys messed something up? That's a good point. <laughs> and he also spent $12 on Mitchell Trubisky. So I don't know that I don't know that the 28 on Baker was the worst purchase. $40 <laughs> on Mitch and Baker. Yeah, which was How did he not finish last. Right? Trubisky was $1 less than Dak Prescott. <laughs> blows my mind. <laughs> I didn't even realize that. Maybe Somehow I, he pulled off not finishing last place. Two years in a row. He really should have been sticker bitch two years in a row. Right. I mean, he did draft Danny Dimes. He, he had that going for him, even though he gave him away for almost nothing. But at least he drafted him for four bucks. Three times or four times more than uh, Eli Manning. I mean, he wasn't even the starter. Before before we close the book on quarterbacks, because I am intrigued with in the first tier, you can call it Mahomes, Jackson, and then call second tier, you know, your Wilson, Watson, Murray, Prescott. Okay. But then there's that tier below of veterans, statues. Yeah, statues. Yeah, you're right. Rogers, Ryan, Breeze. Brady, Stafford, Roethlisberger. I know, I know, you know, Cam Newton's not a statue, but he is a veteran who's past what would what I would call past his prime. That to me is the most intriguing. I feel Rivers, you could throw him in them, him in that discussion as well. I mean, you you can make him work. Before Stafford, you know what quarterback Stafford was before he got hurt? I think he played eight or nine games. No, I don't. Six. Wow. So you can make them work. You can make them work, but you know, obviously, you got injury problems because you know, even though they're not running, what Breeze got hurt, Stafford got hurt, Brady's old as shit. Rogers, I don't know if he was hurt last year, but he seems to be hurt the last few years. It's kind of weird seeing Aaron Rodgers rank twelfth on lists. You know, 12, 13, 14. You're just used to seeing him one, two. That is weird. It's strange, but that's all I got for quarterbacks. I think we kind of touched on everything. The wild card that's kind of he, – he's in with those statues that we're talking about is Josh Allen. Yeah, he's John in, Snow loves Josh Allen. Who does? <laughs> yeah. John Snow, he absolutely loves Josh Allen. Now, will he overpay for him? I don't know. He's a pretty good fantasy player. I'm not going to dog him and say he's just going to pay a million dollars for Josh Allen. But he loves him some Josh Allen. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. If you're looking to buy that guy, bring uh, bring extra money. <laughs> Interesting. The Kentucky. You don't have to keep going. <laughs> no, we're keep that out, you know, uh... yeah, we'll we'll beat that up. It's a family <laughs> podcast. For uh, twenty dollars, so I assume that was him. Yes. Okay. So yeah, yeah he that loves... was five he bought last year. He... Yeah, he bought. I think he bought Kyler and Josh Allen the year before that. He had Mahomes and Dak. When he just ran through the league. So Snow was uh, sniffing out them mobile quarterbacks, those young mobile quarterbacks usually, and uh, pretty much wrecking the league with them. 
I'd look to him to be the one to, to nab Kyler this year. Probably. Run it, run it back. Kyler and Josh Allen. Yeah. I could see I could definitely see him walking away with Kyler and Josh Allen. Okay. All right. Good quarterback talk. Let's uh let's move into some power rankings. Power rankings review. Oh God. We gotta we gotta talk about the power rankings. I think topic number one on everybody's mind is how do you feel about being number nine? I only woke up to I think like 110 messages or something that morning. I had no problem with being number nine for what it's worth. I have of the five people that have played off all five, uh, excuse me, of the nine people that have played all five years, I have the ninth record. I, I haven't made the playoffs since 2016. So there's a lot of reasons to rank me nine, and I'm okay with nine. What I what I took offense to was him calling my in-season management my Achilles heel. And I went rant, I ranted on the chat about it. I made 13 trades last year. I know there's going to be some duds, but the, the duds he pointed out were not even really, you know, the, the Mark Ingram Le'Veon Bell trade was a push at worst for me. And the big, the one he he's, you know, putting his feather in the cap for the Baker Mayfield where I received Baker for Teddy Bridgewater and Miles Sanders, it absolutely did cost me one win. And I, I consider myself losing that trade. Well, you but did. if you look after that week, Teddy Bridgewater scored a total of like six points the entire rest of the season. Yeah, so, but you didn't need him to. You just get through the bye weeks and then cut him. I, I'm not saying I won the trade, but he was putting it out there as an all-timer. And and what I did to Frank is very underrated. No, that's that's just funny. But it's hard to listen. The man did a page per person. You got to give him a pass. That's a lot of research you put into this. I get. It. I, I listen. I'm not again. I'm not dogging the nine ranking. I deserve the nine ranking. I, I'm not dogging the nine ranking. I just I feel like and it, I've had some good fab bids. Like my Ryan Tannehill fab bid last year was spot on, and he carried me almost to the playoffs. What I need to do better is walk away from the auction with a good team, which I haven't done since 2016. That's always funny. It's great. That'll change this year because I'm not the auctioneer. I don't have to worry about – I literally don't have to worry about anything. I don't have to worry about the wheel on the on the TV. I don't have to worry about the budgets. I don't have to worry about the stickers going up. I don't have to worry about the auction. I got – I think you're going to get too drunk. Uh, well, I mean, I guess that, that's always a You could go the other way. Casey's done this. You know, he celebrates those championships by getting drunk at the next draft, and that's why he's shit. <laughs> that is true. Uh, I do think Casey's very overrated, by the way. I could tell by the last podcast. Yeah, I, I just think he's he, he's gotten lucky. I'm not saying he's terrible at fantasy. He's not Ira. Again, I, Mike's – that was the funniest thing in the power rankings was Mike's scale of – Fantasy football competency was Ira to a savant. <laughs> it's accurate. I've never seen somebody so bad. I mean, you could step into some of these guys, and somehow he misses every single time. That's right. What's fun about having Brian on this, too, is coming into the – I mean, Brian may have met some people here and there as, as people traveled to Winston and visited when I was living in Winston-Salem. But the only one he really knows is Ira. And to, to walk into the, the league and be better than Ira right away, the only guy you really know, it's got to be a good feeling. Can you can you touch on that a little bit, Brian? It absolutely is. I, I think if anything, I'd be 
really concerned and worried had I been ranked lower than Ira. <laughs> I, I'm like, are you serious? What's going on? I'm like, I've been in a league with Ira, I believe, and it was a few years ago, so things can change. Uh, but I'm, I'm, it's nice to see the consistency that Ira still just has no idea how to play fantasy football. <laughs> do you think you should have been? Do you think you should have been higher in the ranks? Because as we have discussed, you know, you make a very good living writing these articles. Um, <laughs> Hundreds of thousands of dollars. Uh, yeah, that's just, I got that from the IRS. Um, but so do you think you should have actually been higher? Because, you know, you're dealing with Chris, who stinks at this apparently too. It is interesting having Chris just one slot ahead of me. And we've been in some fantasy leagues for a few years now. And we kind of have some disagreements. I, I've learned throughout my years, if he likes a player, 80% of the time, I need to stay away from that guy. <laughs> Interesting. I mean, it has happened a lot. And I don't want to talk too much about the other league because then we'll all be taking shot penalties and everything. But, yes, me and Ferrer have been in another league together for several years now, and, and my team has been utter dog shit in that, in that other league. What what worked against you in these rankings is the fact that the guy writing them has never met you, and the his the history of rookies coming into this has not been good. I mean, Derek last year had the best of all the rookies at seven and six. The, the year before that, Ira was a rookie, and I mean we've already well documented his struggles. And then in twenty seventeen, no twenty sixteen, Dan Noonan was a rookie and became sticker bitch so it's been uh, tumultuous to say the least for a rookie and that's what worked against you that does make me very nervous uh, coming into this basically no experience with the live auction and just based off the group chat i know there's going to be uh, a lot of guys that will be willing to take advantage of me mm-hmm. oh yeah <laughs> this is no yeah. holds barred yeah. it gets very frantic you're going to get frazzled at one point is because especially at the end. Oh my God. There's just names flying. Half the room is drunk out of their mind, just talking because their drafts over. So you can't hear what's going on. It's a different world than this online snake draft. stuff. Even online auctions too. It's way different. I mean, an auction is different. An online auction is different than, than an in-person auction. And what I will say is, so the first year, I bid all my, um, I bid all my money within like, I don't know, five minutes of the auction. Yeah. <laughs> so oh, I forget I, who that was. Let me look it up. It was it was two thousand Charles. Yep, Charles AP, and I think Le'Veon Bell was the other one. Okay. And then I, and then I got Jordan Matthews, which was the mistake. And that was all my money. I can only spend a dollar. So I never, I didn't really feel the full effects of how hard it was because I spent all my money right away. Yeah, over $50, Le'Veon Bell, 55, Adrian Peterson, 53, Jamal Charles, 51. It was running backs, one, two, three, basically consensus that year. Everyone's ranks. Yep. And, but then when I, I remember leaving the 2016 auction going, I'm exhausted. <laughs> this is, this is tiring. Um, cause you're drinking all day. The auction takes about three hours. So I would, there's no way to prepare, but somehow mentally you got to prepare. Thanks for letting me know it's three hours. Cause I think the big thing I'm nervous about is how fast it's going to go since it's my first one. 
it's just going to feel like everything is moving a million miles an hour and I'm trying to keep track with my notes and what's going on. Is the that something yeah. I No, the I beginning's can, easy because, okay. you know, it's going to be, it's going to be the guys that you know everything about and you're like, I'm not even going to worry about this guy. So you just sit back for a couple minutes and watch, you know, the bidding for say Saquon Barkley go because you know, you're not in on it, but the league's got four Giants fans that are. And so the beginning when you know the ins and outs of everything is easy. When you get into like wide receiver 35 range where people are scrounging around and, you know, somebody accidentally crossed them off this list and people saying, hold on, hold on, let me run this through my software. And yeah, uh, I think that was a direct shot at Matt. Shots fired, hashtag. Yeah, running through my software, that's a direct shot at Matt who comes with at least uh, three different ways to, to look at values. Yeah, I think when you get down to guys like Tyler Lockett's, Tyler Boyd's, you know, Will Fuller, somewhere in that range, you're looking at like the back end of wide receiver two, wide receiver three territories where it really gets tough because you have to really pay attention to every single guy that's getting bid on. And, you know, that's really where intoxication levels have risen. And if you, if you stay within yourself that you can get some real good values because people spend a lot of money up front and then, you know, maybe they they're getting a little bit drunk in the middle there. If you, you can pick up some good values in the middle, no doubt about it. Yeah. But you do have to pay attention all the time. Cause you throw someone out there that's already taken automatic penalty. So yeah, stand your toes. Definitely. Yeah. There's shot. Oh yeah. There's shots flying. There's a shot wheel shot penalties. You definitely. Uh, you're going to be feeling no pain at the end of this thing. So don't nominate somebody who is already nominated unless you're thirsty. That's right. And don't nominate for more money than you, or don't, don't overbid your max bid. That's, that's no good either. Sounds good. All right. I think that's all we got. That's it for episode one. How long was it? I don't know. You want to uh, wrap it up for next week? Yeah, we can wrap it up. What, What are we doing next week? Next week is going to be our quarterback, or this is the quarterback review. Next week's going to be running backs. Uh, we are having a very special guest on the podcast next week. Not that Brian wasn't very special, but this one's also very special. All Michael Stocko, league reporter, power ranking extraordinaire, has agreed to join the podcast next week uh, because by that time, we'll know who number one is. So it should be a good episode again next week. Well, thank you for joining us, Brian. We appreciate uh, you guys having me. It was a lot yeah, of fun. We definitely look forward to having Mike on next week to not only tell us about his shitty rankings that put me number nine, but also I would assume he would be invited to talk a little bit about the running backs too. Oh yeah. As long as he wants to stay, he's invited. All right. Well, good episode one. I think it was even better than episode zero. Hopefully it's going to be a long, much longer edit, but uh, we'll catch you guys later.